The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our DC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, lovers, muggers, thieves, all the ships at sea, everybody listening to the Boston Podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Dave, and we thank you for sharing this podcast. More than 70,000 downloads, actually more like 72 downloads or 72 downloads, 72,000 downloads, much more. Thank you. You people uh, have way too much time on your hands, and we appreciate it here at the Boston Podcast. If you're interested in your own podcast, you could be recording one right now in our Westwood studios. Pod617.com is where you go for all the information. Find out how you could be the next big podcast star, big wicked podcast star. And I may have the next wicked big podcast star in my studio today. His name, ladies and gentlemen, is Ryan Sprague. So say hello to Ryan Sprague. Ryan? Hey, hey, what's up, Dave? How you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. Thank you for having me. It' my pleasure. That's you need your if you're a podcast host, you need your sort of uh, game show contestant um, <laughs> nomenclature. Uh, what's the word? I was going to say nomenclature. I can't say that word. Delete that. Your vibe. Yes, my, <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's uh, I got my cousin Mikey has a has a really good one. It's like good to be here, Dave. Good to be here, Dave. Like that's that's what you say when you're on a game show yeah, or yeah. if you're a guest on a podcast. So <laughs> I so love your intro, nothing. by the way, too. I got to get a good intro like that on mine. <laughs> yeah, it's a mix of uh, it's a, either a cacophony or a symphony, depending upon how you look at it. Yeah. That's my. You and I were talking before we started recording about my my brother Adam, who's he he actually has played in rock bands over the years, and that's a song by his band as a people. And it's called Solomon. My dad's name's Solomon, and so it's kind of after him. I don't really know what the song means. He's just screaming a lot. But it's, it's <laughs> you know, it gets me a little pumped up, and then we got Big Poppy at the end swearing, and so that's Boston for you in a nutshell. Basically Boston, yeah. Basically Boston. <laughs> Ryan's the host of a pod- podcast, a brand-new spanking podcast called Highly Optimized. So find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, probably anywhere you can find your podcast. You're going to find Highly Optimized. He's a couple of episodes in. And by the way, before I forget, on Instagram, if you're one of those Instagram people, at highly underscore optimized, really easy. What kind of stuff do you post on uh, Instagram? So basically, stuff. The, yeah, yeah, the whole entire thing with highly optimized is basically optimizing the life experience of the individual by combining subjects such as plant medicine, spirituality, and holistic health modalities. So we post a lot about... You know, just different diet stuff, uh, different, you know, like water content, um, why hydration is important, plant medicine research coming out of like places like Yale and MIT and Harvard and all these amazing schools we have in Boston. Um, But mostly just holistic health modalities um, such as, you know, stretching, breath work, meditation, etc. Well, this morning I woke up, I had a breakfast burrito, then got back into bed and watched three episodes of Modern Family. So I've You're- come to the right place. You need to fix me, Ryan We got Sprague. you. We got you. Yeah, I need to listen to Highly Optimized. And the kind of guest you're going to have on the show will give me an example. Yeah. So the two guests we've had on so far, the first one is my good friend, Eddie Madden. Mm-hmm. So he is also a Czech uh, trained practitioner like I am. So uh, Paul Czech is one of my idols in the world. And um, so I, as well as he, have taken... I don't know from Paul Czech. Paul 
Walchek is, who is he? Yeah, so he's actually a holistic health practitioner okay. um, who's huge and responsible for the Czech Institute. Mm. Um, and he's kind of like a different type of health, you know, advocate, if you will. He uh, advocates against a lot of uh, the things that a lot of normal doctors do advocate for. And so his institute is called the Czech Institute. It's out in Carlsbad, uh, San Diego. Mm. And um, it's really awesome, you know, and I actually Czech, met- like the word Czech or like Czechoslovakia? C-H-E-K. C-H-E-K. Yeah. C-H-E-K. Okay. No, yeah, no yeah. second, no, we don't need that extraneous second C in there anyway. Exactly. So okay. It's not needed. There you go. There you go. Right. Yeah. But um, so I met Eddie through there and um, he has a lot of different, you know, uh, great stuff that he's been doing. He actually started a meetup called Ice and Iron recently, which is a monthly men's meetup. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go there, we work in. So we do a lot of like Tai Chi and then we work out and then we do some breath work. And then, believe it or not, we hit ice baths in the winter after. Which is I crazy. like that. <laughs> I like that. I, I, so I'll tell you this. I went to, I've always been a kind of casual fan of the cold plunge. Like if yeah. you're at a spa or something, there aren't too many places that have it. But if you're at like a fancy spa, you'll see the hot tub. Now, I love the hot tub. Who doesn't love a good hot tub? But <laughs> sometimes alongside it, there's the cold splash. And it's just kind of sitting there innocently. It's kind of small. And it's like, what's that? It's like, that's mm-hmm. freezing cold water. It's basically all it is. Yeah. <laughs> but my girlfriend and I went to Montreal about a month ago. And we went to a a spa that was on the it's like a floating spa and i'm gonna forget what it's called i'll come up with it later by the end of the show maybe i'll jog my memory maybe i need a cold splash in my face <laughs> um but they had not only it, it was it's a remarkable thing i don't know that there's one around here part of it is like an outdoor pool area which mm-hmm. fully functioning throughout the year so we were there in january and you, you know there are these pretty much like normal sized pools picture of a pool club like you would normally see like cabanas around and people drinking tropical drinks but no it's the dead of winter in montreal it's cold and there's all kinds of steam of course coming off these pools some of them are superheated some of them are kind of medium heated and then there's one pool that's just wicked wicked cold as you would say probably no one's in there right yeah (laughs) well not not for long anyway right and so but so i'm like you know i'll try anything once jumped in and and then, you know, it w- didn't freak out too bad. It, it is a sting, of course. But can I, and, and as long as you're able to get out, you know, sort of right afterwards, you feel dynamite. You feel right? awesome. Right? So so you, you jump into uh, a pool, uh, the, the, the ocean. What, what did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> so he actually has like grain feed tubs there for like livestock. Okay. And so basically he got three of them. They're all different sizes. And so I've actually done w- one of each now. And I like the long one the most because I'm 6'5", so it's hard to fit in anything yes, really. you're a tall uh, drink of water, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> Guilty. But yes. uh, so basically what we do is he actually has an industrial ice maker too. So he fills these with ice and then fills them with cold water. And the cool thing is it's overlooking a main road. Mm-hmm. So as we're doing this, people are honking, they're stopping. Oh, so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then wow. we go in and eat food after and, you know, do man stuff. Yeah. yeah. And of course. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So uh, Ryan grew up in the, the fine town of Weymouth. And as such, he qualifies to be a candidate for the Boston Vault. We lock people in the Boston Vault. And we ask them questions about not just Boston, Greater Boston, whatever. You can go out as far as Springfield for all I care, even though it's another planet. Okay, he's in the okay, okay, boys. He's in he's in the vault. All right. So grew up in Weymouth. What is what is your as a young man, what is your fondest memory of growing up in that town? It might be, I don't know, a candy store, an ice cream store, or getting a burger somewhere or whatever. Ooh, honestly, well, 
I think I'd have to say just my childhood in general and really having all the kids around because I feel like these days, you know, because of technology and all these other things, we don't see neighborhood kids playing around yeah. anymore. And it's funny, you know, my girlfriend grew up in Sharon mm-hmm. and she talks about, she's like, wow, you have so many friends that you still talk to from a young age. And I'm like, we were all neighborhood kids. We always had a group of like 20 kids that were all biking around and, you know, climbing up trees and falling out of trees and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so, so you, you got, yeah. you got out of school at you know, uh, two thirty three, whatever time we got it. And yeah. then what was, what was a typical day? Then it's like, you're just deciding whose house to go over. Or? Yeah. So, uh, even though now I'm a, pretty big health advocate you're gonna be shocked at what my normal day mm-hmm. was back then so don't judge me on this right I but no judge. so i would uh hit tedeschi's which back then was tedeschi's not 7-eleven right i would get a two liter mountain dew and i would get hot <laughs> fries normally right i'm telling you yeah. <laughs> I was far down the other rabbit hole yeah. uh, i would then go home usually watch rocket power or something on nickelodeon right. uh, my friends would come over about 3 30 we'd all meet up and then we'd either spend the day if it was winter we'd usually spend it kind of like outside around my house yeah. um, either building forts if there was snow or just just, you know, messing around. And, uh, but if it was summer, we'd always be on the bikes and I'm right near the beach. So we'd always end up at Webb park or we'd end up on West Augusta beach and just hang out and, you know, go Love crab it. fishing off the docks. I mean, yeah. so many things. <laughs> I know. And it, it is, it is, you're a younger man than I, but I had a similar experience. I mean, Sharon's kind of landlocked, so we didn't get to go down to any beach or anything, but you have a lake, although though. we have a very nice lake. That's true. <laughs> lake Bass Bug is very nice, yeah. but that was, that was kind of a schlep from where I grew up, but there was a neighborhood. There was, I went, I got on my bike and I rode down to, you know, uh, Westridge Drive where I knew either Aaron Green or Mike Cooley or Mike Carp or some of the other boys would be out shooting hoops or playing, you know, uh, football. We played football in the street. All the better if there were snowbanks on either side. Um, makeup games, you know, with my brothers we used to make up all kind of games, wiffle ball, frisbee, whatever it may be. Yeah, you biked everywhere and then you just when it got dark you came home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you passed out and you slept for like nine hours because you were so tired. So is know? is society in trouble now that that is not as much of a common phenomenon, Oof. do you think? I maybe. mean, you know, who knows? I mean, really, this could be a good thing, but it could be a bad thing. I mean, maybe I'm drinking a little too much optimism, but I think that it might lead into something even better. I mean, maybe we'll see more creativity and, you know, more diversity in the terms of like how people live their lives. But I definitely think it's scary to me anyway, because I know that that is the main thing responsible for how I ended up the person I am today. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really people it's you know, it's cliche to say it, but people say it over and over again. The key to life is relationships. And so, yes. you know, you, you it's fun to be spontaneous. It's fun to know not what you don't know what any day is going to be like because you might bump into this guy or that guy or play pick up this or pick up that or skip rocks or whatever the hell you're doing. Uh, as long as technology continues to bring people together, like yeah. one, there's one, I mean, like the flash mob uh, fad seems to have faded out. But that thing was kind of cool because it's like it showed you the power of being able to use technology to actually bring people together and do something cool. But without but no one wants to. I don't want a virtual flash mob. I don't want a virtual reality flash mob. I mean, I I guess it's better than nothing. But yeah. Um, All right. Favorite. If you were a a kid who wanted an ice cream in Weymouth in uh, your younger years, where would you go? Michelle's ice cream. Michelle's. Yes. Right. Right up the street from my house. Yeah. And uh, I think it switched owners like God, probably 10 years ago, but Mm -hmm. their ice cream is still on point. Every once in a while, I do still get one, you know, but it's, it's homemade, you know? So I tell myself that anyway, but yeah, it was amazing. And you could also get a cup of chili and I'm known for loving my chili. So in the winter it would still be open. So Mm. I can get my chili and then afterwards I get my ice cream, strange combo, but I'm known for strange combos. Hey, (laughs) nothing strange about chili and ice cream. The only, the only (laughs) thing strange about it is how awesome they both are. Right. So what, what, um, um, what was your go-to ice cream order? Ooh, all right. So, like, in terms of flavor? Yeah. Ah, oh, Oreo, always. 
mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for Oreos. And even in my health craze, you know, that I'm in now, mm-hmm. um, I always try to find like a gluten-free Oreo knockoff. There aren't many, but Glutino makes an amazing Oreo knockoff. Really? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, the problem is that I can't just eat one. You got to eat, you know, a whole sleeve. So I try to stay away from that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only human. (laughs) Now, with chili, do Mm -hmm. you make your own chili? I do. I actually made one last night, an elk chili. And you didn't bring any for me. Darn you. (laughs) So tell me, give us a few secrets to your chili. Do you do crock pot? Do you do just regular cook? Um, I do crock pot and yep. mainly because I'm just usually juggling a bunch of different things in every day and it's just easy. Mm-hmm. Um, also I love to just set it and forget it. I feel like everything falls apart better. Yeah, me too. Um, but the weird thing about my chili is I don't do any beans and mm. there's a reason why, because I've been on an ancestral diet now for three or four years. So paleo for lack of a better term, uh, and they don't, you know, eat legumes. And so I've, mm-hmm. you know, been taught that legumes can, you know, inflame your intestinal tract and do some of those negative aspects of, you know, what you're looking at in terms of health. So I skip the legumes. Um, I, let's see, I put in extra meat, uh, usually elk or venison or something like that. All right, wait a minute here. I'm not letting (laughs) you get away. Where are you getting this elk and and or venison? So I have a good friend, you know, friends in high places, basically, you know, but uh, I have a friend who goes hunting. So I'll usually like try to, you know, squeeze some elk and venison out of them. And I always save it for my chilies, you Mm. know, because usually it's ground elk and ground venison. So what does it taste like? Is it? Gamey, as they say, or um, you know, it can be a slight bit gamey. Venison a little bit more than elk. Elk I find not gamey at all. I actually usually prefer elk, although nothing beats a venison backstrap steak. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it is like filet mignon on steroids. It's unreal. <laughs> really? But without the steroids, yes. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, I I'm ga- I'm I'm game. Not to uh, I'll bring you one next time. Terrible pun. I'm, I'm game. Whenever <laughs> whenever uh, you might bring that by. Yes. Um. So now, now you're a spiritual guy. We, we've gone through that. And some might say, well, Ryan here is was what we call woke. And yet here you are eating animals. And yeah. so um, now, listen, I eat as much meat as anybody else. And I think, you know, circle of life, you know, mm-hmm. nature chain of what, what, what do we call that? The food chain. Thank yeah, you. Food chain, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, does, does it being an enlightened guy, does it bother you at all? Um, not as long as I'm not being a part of conventional farming because I definitely feel like to be a meat eater, which the only reason I am, I don't, you know, advocate it for everyone Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's no one size fits all diet. That's the first thing I want to say. But I did my metabolic typing diet actually at the Czech Institute and realized I'm a polar type. And I had kind of known this innately by how well meat worked in my system, but mainly my diet really likes high fat and high protein. And Mm. I do a lot of really intense exercise and meat really helps me, especially red meats with like the higher fat content and the higher omega-3 content, they really help me come back from those hard workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically that metabolic typing diet told me I was a polar type. From there, you know, that told me a lot about what I wanted in my diet and also what I didn't want in my diet, which is the only reason I'm on an ancestral diet. I didn't do it as a fad or anything like that. Mm. I do still have carbs, but not a crazy amount. But really, as long as the animals were killed humanely and they weren't, you know, put to suffer. I mean, actually, what I do is I go through butcher box for most of my meat. Oh, is which that right? is all, okay. yeah, grass-fed, grass-finished meat. Which you hear that, butcher box? Not oh. a sponsor of the show yet, but hey, you just got a shout-out. So, you know, they let's are amazing. talk. Let's talk. They are amazing. So, yeah, that's a company you, you sign up with, and they send you, like, smoked meats, like jerky and stuff like that? or what are No, they it's, so it's, it's actually actual just, meat. yeah, it's actual meat. Yep. Okay. And I usually do a, a combination of, like, strip steaks, uh, bacon, some of their pork sausage is really good. Um, I do a little bit of their chicken, but I'm not really a big chicken fan anymore. And I do a ton of their filet mignons. How does it come with dangerous. the with freeze dried stuff? And yeah, they have some crazy like you so, know future technology freezing thing. It's amazing. Does it come frozen or mm-hmm. raw? it comes frozen? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Butcher Box. Uh, Even again, in the not summer. Of the show, but okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> no, I'm going to check that out. I mean, l- listen, there's so many online fads and blue ribbon and all these like prepared meals, and like I'm in as long as it's worth it. Like, uh, I, I mean, I, I heard there was I forget what the company was. I I won't uh, mention it because I'm about to trash them. But it was it was for clothing, and it was one of these things for men. Men, if you don't know, you know what you want. We'll send you a big crate. Actually, crate, I think, was in the name of the company. I don't know. Sorry, whoever you are. Anyway, they would send a big crate of stuff, and you got to pick what you want and send back what you wanted. Everybody that used it, I heard, said it was a ripoff. It, the, the clothes were too expensive. It was a pain in the ass, and I said, forget it. But if you can send me something, you know, uh, the butcher box, uh, I might be looking into this. I'm, uh, I mean, imagine coming home one day and having a whole you know, armful of, of meat that uh, you will enjoy. I like that. Okay, um, let's see. We'll ask you one more Boston question. Where's your Boston accent? Did you ever have Ooh, one? Do family I, members have it? I never had one, yep. but it's funny because when I go to other parts of the country, people call it out immediately. And I'm like, really? I know that I don't have a Boston accent, so it's really strange to me because, like, especially, like, it's pretty god-awful what movies like The Town and stuff try to do to the Boston accent. Yes. But, but that's like a, you know, I don't even have a slight one, I think, you know? and right. I think, you know, you didn't hear one of my voice, right? No, <laughs> so. not not at all. And and I feel that I've removed most of mine. I, I've like my my brother Matt has. He definitely has a little bit of yeah. When 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 should I come over? You know that that kind of thing. And uh, I just don't. And and but the, the the lesson for Hollywood. You brought up the town and in the town. Actually, I've always I've always thought Affleck did it pretty well. I actually thought Jeremy Renner in the town was pretty darn good. Um, but in the departed, uh, Nicholson was, I don't even know what Nicholson was trying to do. What kind of accent he was trying to, Alec Baldwin was, the world needs plenty of bartenders. (laughs) Oh God. And what they don't real Hollywood realize this, not everybody here has that thick Boston accent. Like not everybody is from Southie. Okay. I get like Goodwill hunting. They're from Southie. So, okay. I get it. You got to do that. The actually in the town, John Hamm was in that movie as the FBI agent and wisely didn't do one, and so yeah. we weren't we weren't subjected to that. Yeah, inundated with it. <laughs> yeah, and even the the recent the Hyundai commercial that everybody is raving about. There, there. Chris Evans is the only one that did a passable Boston accent. I realize they're all from Boston, but Rachel Dratch is just doing her no ma like her, her that's that cartoonish thing. And Krasinski's yeah, exactly. was terrible. Krasinski, clean it up. You learn how to do a Boston accent. You're from Newton for crying out loud. <laughs> all right. Well, you've uh, th- th- enough of me babbling. That was Ryan escaping the Boston vault. You have successfully <laughs> escaped. You have answered all of our questions. And um, and uh, Godspeed to you in your future endeavors. Have you can put that on your resume? Survive the Boston Vault on the Boston Podcast. Yes. Um, let's let's hear a little bit more about. Um, well, we got a break coming up, but let, let's hear a little bit more about highly optimized. So, um, is the goal is the goal like for me, like a guy like me who. Um, you know, I'm a man of many years. I've, mm-hmm. I turned 50, uh, recently, 50 years young, right? 50 years young. I'm actually 51, <laughs> whatever. I, I just, I just, age is just a number, right? I, that's right. I just went in for my, um, first colonoscopy. That was fun. A lot of fun. It's a whole now nother we, podcast. Now we know why Peter Pan never wanted to grow up. Right? Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Cause they, you don't have to be sedated for someone to shove a tube up your butt. And, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I did it, all right? So Katie Kirk, leave me alone, and uh, I've done my colonoscopy, and I'm not, I, I think everything's fine. Anyway, um, but but the older I get, the, the more I realize that we can all use tips to just feel better. And it, it's, you know, a world of so much out there now. It, it was, you know, a simpler time when I grew up, and uh, it's funny, if you look back at some of, like, the sitcoms of the 70s and 80s, um, 
like Scott Bayo and some in his ilk, mm-hmm. they didn't have any muscle mass on them. They looked like they, people were either fat or skinny and there was no like tone. And so in, in a good way, we've learned, you know, how to eat things that make us feel better. But now, especially with cannabis products out there, it, it, a lot of us are just confused. And a lot of us, I think, just need between, you know, you have coffee in the morning, you might have a drink at night, you know, at any given time, you might be feeling weary, blah, blah, blah. Life is complicated. Is that the goal? That was a long question. Jesus. <laughs> is, that, is that the goal of the pod or, or yeah, tell so, me about that? So basically it's to raise awareness to, you know, really just give people different ideas on to, to change the things they're doing, but in a way that doesn't make them feel like they're missing out on life. Like for instance, you mentioned coffee, like coffee's great. It has great antioxidants, but a lot of like the stereotypical coffees, I won't mention any names, but a lot of the stereotypical coffees have been robbed of all that through radiation and, you know, things of that nature. So mm. really what I try to do is say, hey, if you're going to drink coffee, why don't you try some bulletproof? coffee. Why don't you try some Keon coffee, which is Ben Greenfield's coffee, um, which has, you know, a lot, it doesn't have any mycotoxins in it, which is a big deal with coffee. I mean, it's right, hold on, the, hold yes, on there, Ryan, yes. hold on there, coffee boy. Yeah, yeah. All right. So <laughs> bull, I've heard of bullet coffee. It's the one yep. with the butter in it. Yes. And, and, yep. and I think I, I just haven't found the right butter. So do you, will you drink a bullet coffee? So tell oh, us, yeah. tell us how oh, you yeah. do that. So actually, so bulletproof is not bulletproof, only, sir. Yeah. yeah, bulletproof is not only like a type of coffee, but it's actually a brand as well. Oh, that's a brand. Okay. Yeah. started by Dave Asprey. So the way that I do it is I'll take black coffee and I'll actually add his brain octane oil to it, which is pretty much pure C8 saturated fat, which, you know, was it like co- coconut oil? Or it is. MCT oil yep. or it's, whatever. Okay. It's further refined MCT oil. Yeah. yeah. And um, unlike all the, you know, conventional wisdom out there, saturated fat is not the demon it's been played out to be right. um it's actually sugar you know like fat you know, gets yeah. the fat in general gets a bad rap because it it's called fat exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so people say i'm yeah. gonna get fat well no you need some fat okay yeah but okay. it's all those simple carbs in our diet that are getting so us you fat. would buy this oil where at like a health store or amazon which i oh, you know usually okay. i try to not you know go through amazon for everything but the vitamin shop near my house is closing so you know i mm-hmm. have to go through there now but yeah they have it at vitamin shop they have it at a lot of other places and it's really awesome you can put it on your food and what it actually helps you do is if you're having like a big carb meal mm-hmm. it actually helps you stay in ketosis while you have big amounts of carbs oh. so you want to be kind of like sick take that quarter pound with cheese and just put this oil on exactly top and it. you're good to go <laughs> but <laughs> you kind of really. yep. you kind of want to be a little bit cyclically ketosis um in cyclical ketosis, which is basically allowing your body to go back and forth between burning ketones and glucose. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the keto diet's got a big, you know, crazy fad going right yes, now. It and, does. you know, burning ketones isn't a bad thing, but you want to be able to go back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. because doing it, you know, for a long time can put a lot of stress on different parts of your body. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's how I like to drink my coffee. Um, so, so you don't put butter in it. It's no, just, just, okay. just the oil, but All you right. can put grass fed butter in, but it doesn't really like, so actually Dave, when he was doing it, found that out of everything, yak butter worked the best, which I haven't been able to find yak butter anyway. <laughs> um, so he modeled brain octane oil off what yak butter did. And so just little things like this that I learn about and that, you know, a lot of the people like the second person on my podcast leah drew is a huge you know inspiration in my life for health um she's a amino neurofrequency therapist and a neurokinetic therapist and so i have these friends that you know are just so in the know with different aspects of health and so really it's just me trying to bring them to light and also try to give my little bits of wisdom too of like you don't need to change your whole life around you don't need to miss out on what you love just you know the consistency should be that you're in health you know and that you're practicing health care because i think in our society as well we actually practice sick care, which is like, oh, I'm sick. Let me go to the doctor, you know, mm-hmm. but we don't really have any prevention. And so healthcare has become reactive instead of proactive. And so I'm trying to help people become a little more proactive because healthcare is really the decisions you make in every minute of your life. You know, mm-hmm. it's how you wake up. It's how you go to sleep. It's what you eat during the day. It's the people.
people you surround yourself with. So the podcast is really meant to put an emphasis on doing little things every day that really compile into what is called healthcare. You say, I heard you mention the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. What I, that was, uh, that, that was a little bit of a left turn there. So what, <laughs> so I guess you're saying that's spirit, uh, spirituality, maybe the wrong word, but mental well-being is, is helped by putting positive people around you. Don't let me put words in your mouth, Ryan, yeah. but tell me, tell me about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I really find that, you know, there's a lot of people that you'll be around that are kind of, you know, just weighing you down, you Mm -hmm. know, and I found this in my own life as well, but just especially, you know, working where I work, there's a lot of people that try to attach and, you know, just really try to, you know, be your friend. And that's great. I'm a super friendly person, but if they're not fostering my dream goal or objective, they're hindering my growth, you know? Mm. And so surrounding yourself with people that you look up to and that inspire you help you dream bigger, you know, Mm -hmm. because again, like really our language and our thoughts dictate our reality. So by being around people who are negative, you're only going to become more negative. I mean, where attention goes, energy flows. And Mm -hmm. so really that's my big, one of my biggest things I speak about is, you know, surround yourself with the right people because, you know, these are the people that you want, again, like we were talking about beforehand. um, I never wanted to be at a big table eating alone. You know, I want the people around me that I love with all my heart to be there too. And so I try to pump them up, they pump me up and it's a great reciprocity. Yeah. And we know who these people are. I think when I hear from a friend I haven't heard from in a long time, every once in a while, I'll, you know, say, geez, I haven't seen that person in forever and, or I'll bump into them and have a really great conversation. And then as, as will happen, life gets in the way and you forget. And it's like, why do I not? I'm thinking of this buddy. I have Mark that I see maybe once a year just because of circumstance. And, and like, we don't make, we're not good at making plans, I guess. But He's a great guy, and like every time, like every time I hang out with him, have a drink with him, have whatever I do, yeah, I come around, come away, kind of laughing and just feeling better about the world and everything. So here's my here was my idea, Ryan, which I haven't done yet. It was this was like a New Year's resolution that is already um, you know two months too late. But um, I was actually going to write it down on paper, and I wouldn't. I'm not going to show it to anybody. I don't want them to know where they rank. But I was going to kind of make a pyramid, like at the top, or like the three people in my life that are really. You know, hopefully they are dear friends that I want in my life and they're great. And then there's another tier. And it's like, these are people that are also great. And every time I hang out with them, it's great, but they're not in my life. And, and then kind of you keep going. And then there are people who maybe you just leave off the list. And then I'm going to look at that. And hopefully I got it down to like maybe 20 people or something. These 20 people I want to see in face to face in some fashion, um, you know, whatever it is, once a quarter, a couple times a year, whatever. Am, am I overthinking it? I think that's a great idea. Not a bad idea. I mean, really, like, you bring up a couple great points. So the first one I want to say is, you know, surround yourself with battery chargers, not battery drainers, right? Right, So you know that when you hang out with your friend Mark, you know, when you leave, you said you're feeling excited, you're feeling energized. That's an actual, you know, real thing. I mean, and I always call them battery chargers. And as opposed to when you hang out with those certain people who are always, woe is me, you know, oh, look what happened wrong to me today. And they want to focus on the negative. You know, I always joke that I always bring up Star Wars. You know, there's two places you can, you know, get energy from, which is the light side or the dark side, you know, mm-hmm. and they both give you power, you know, quote unquote, but the light side will always win and it will always lead to fulfillment and it will also lead to happiness where the negative mm-hmm. side will, when it fades, it'll actually just leave you in, you know, angst and anxiety and depression and all of those kind of things. So it's I true. Yeah. Well, right well money. When, we, when you talk about, you know, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, <laughs> well, Darth Vader eventually went over to the, the store. What do we call the light side? Just the good I side? I just call it the light side. Oh, yeah, the, the, okay. The, 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 we know what the dark side is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
you're right. And now there's not necessarily a, a Darth Vader like villain who who like crushes throats with his fist, you know, every day. There's not necessarily that living in us, but there is negative energy living. The the example I always think of is one of my first jobs. I was a reporter for Lawyers Weekly, and there was a, a woman, and we we all were in like the bullpen, so we're all kind of in close proximity. And there was one woman who was a good writer and a good person, but she kind of always showed up late. And then you kind of could tell she cut corners and she got away with a few things. And so when like in the in the hours where we were waiting for her, she was late. Some of us started to kind of gossip about her and like she does this and she does that. And by the end of it, like the like the boss would hear us talking and we'd be like, well, she's this and she's that. And then it kind of got rolling. And then we started like exaggerating things and like, yeah, she gets away with it. Yeah. And how come we, we have to show up and she's not there. And the fact of the matter is. In the grand scope of things, it wasn't a big deal. The poor thing couldn't get her act together until, you know, 9.15 every morning. Big friggin' deal, right? Mm-hmm. But Time that, is illusionary anyway, right? But, yeah, but the, <laughs> well, right. But the dark side, like, it, it it was there. It was a force. And we all do this. When we're having bad days, we, we, we start complaining about one thing. Before you know it, we're complaining about everything. And then, like... Somebody calls you out of the blue and it's like, what do you want? You know, it's, yeah. it's like, it's not that person's fault, right? It snowballs. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I so I think you're right that, you know, that there are people that, uh, that I get on the phone with. My buddy Mike, who calls me from West Virginia, West Virginia, Virginia Beach. Um, not West Virginia. Um, <laughs> I don't know my Virginians. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, that was moved to, quote, Billy Joel, come out Virginia. But, yeah, whatever. Now, now I'm totally confused. Anyway, he... <laughs> He when he calls me, there's one thing about this guy is he asks questions about me all the time. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? You know, how's your business going? I know it's going to be great. It is going. You are going to kick ass on this. He's like a dose of energy. And then by the end, I, he's the kind of guy I feel guilty. By the end, I'm like, you didn't even tell me about what's going on with your kids and all that. He goes, No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Like, the, like, do you have people like that in your life? Absolutely. And yeah. I love those people. And I try to always do the same for them. You know, because yeah. really, I think you brought up a great point. You know, with the last you know uh, statement you made too with you know, these things snowball out of control. And that's why one of the main things I like to do is have a set morning routine. I think that's one of the best things people can do where they focus on the positive before they leave the house. And so you can do this in many ways. What I normally do is I start with some breath work because I kind of like to get a little energized. Mm-hmm. Usually I won't have my coffee until later because I intermittent fast. And so that gets me moving right in the morning. And then from there, I'll do some meditation and then affirmations, which I know are kind of like a woo-woo kind of silly thing these days, but they really do work. And basically all they do is they put a positive emphasis on your day, you know, basically. So you say things like, I'm happy, healthy, and whole. I can be successful in anything I try. You know, I am, my presence is my power. So you actually say this out loud? Like, I actually say it out loud. In yep, front like, of the mirror? In front of the mirror. Really? Yep. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. So for it's the, like you've been there watching me. Well, <laughs> you never know. So um, now some people might say, well, that's silly. You're yeah. talking to a mirror. Yeah. But you're, you're telling me if I tried that, I would get something out of that. Absolutely. And, and so what do you, what, how many affirmations do you do? Like, is there a... There's no like magic number. I kind of use intuition. So some days, like if I wake up and like I've had this reoccurring headache issue that I have. Um, and so if I have that going on, you know, I'll usually have to stay in front of the mirror a couple more minutes. And, you know, it's not like every time you're going to be like, wow, I totally believe it. Sometimes I'm like, Ugh, I still feel like crap and I'm just going to go on my day. But I noticed that like my first gut reaction and my chain reaction with the stories I tell throughout the day are more positive. So, for instance, like if someone cuts me off on my way to work 
instead of saying like, oh, you know, explicit, explicit, that guy, you know, yeah. I might say, well, you know, maybe he has somewhere to go that's more important than I am going to. And so those stories that we tell ourselves really shape our reality. And we don't notice how many times those little stories have just worked their way in. It's like the story you told with that lady at work. I've had those same stories with people that I work with, you know, in the past as well. But you don't notice that they, they build up. And then, right. like you said, you answer the phone, you're like, what do you want? Yeah. You know, and then you're taking out on people that, you know, you're not even right. mad at. You know? Right. And now yeah. you're the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and, and like, you started you being maybe frustrated by someone else being an asshole. Let's take a quick, quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a quick edition of good stuff. Ryan doesn't even know what that is yet, but don't worry. I'll tell I'm him. Excited. And um, stay with us on the Boston Podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional. You should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com in pod we trust. So welcome back from the break and here with Ryan Sprague, host of Highly Optimized, the podcast you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or probably wherever you find your podcast. Go find it. Well, he's only two episodes in. So listen, kids, get it, get in, get on the train while it's still at the station and not when it's way down there by the tracks to totally murder a metaphor. Mm. Anyway, let's pick things up with an edition of Good Stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right. So Ryan has a couple. Now, good stuff is where we just recommend good stuff. It could be anything. Could be a book. Could be a TV show. Could be a restaurant. Could be an app on your phone. But you get the point, people. Uh, positive energy, right, Ryan? <laughs> positive breathe, energy. Breathe. Yes. I'm strong <laughs> enough. Attention goes. Energy flows. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And I do believe this. So you have a couple that are kind of around this subject. So go, well, go ahead. What do you got for us? So the first book I want to recommend is called Superhuman by Dave Asprey, who we recently mentioned. Yep. And the reason I love this book is because I was in the know of a lot of these things, like the four killers, and you know, which are cancer, disease, heart, uh, cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, and diabetes. But like you know, a lot of the pillars of aging and all these things, and pretty much what we believe to be getting older. So. I was shocked at what I learned from this book and it was very easily digestible steps you can take in your everyday life to really just foster a better quality of life. So I highly recommend that book. And then in addition, superhuman by, and I'm looking at, um, it's Dave Asprey. It's, yes. it's a S P R E Y. Yep. I did it on and, audible. Uh, so it was easy. I did it while I drove. Cause I don't really have a lot of time to like sit down. I, if anyone knows me personally, they know I really never sit down for a yeah. long period oh, of time. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you sat down for this podcast, yes, but, but yes. <laughs> this is a sign of the times. The, the, the hardcover book is cheaper than the audio book, but that's okay. They're all kind of, they're all less than 20 bucks people. So mm -hmm. don't get stingy. It's a great book. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot myself. So yeah. that's one, that's a good one. And so go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. And the next one is uh, mindset by okay. Carol Dweck. And the reason I love this book is because I think 
the number one thing people can do for their health and for the health of the people around them is to work on their mindset. Because I think a lot of us have been trained to be in a fixed mindset, which is basically thinking that, you know, when we come out of the womb, we're pretty much a finished product in terms of intelligence, that everything is laid out for us. You know, we have a destiny and that's it, you know, in terms of uh, our IQ and everything like that. But really, it couldn't be more the other way where, you know, we are all able to acquire skills and get better day by day. But really, it just takes hard work. And if you understand that, then you'll be a better worker, you'll be a better leader, and you'll be a better father, you know, husband, friend, anything in life. So I highly recommend that. Very cool. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. You know she's good because uh, that's not a stage name, Dweck. I mean, it's not <laughs> the greatest name, ever, but she's great. Carol Dweck, Mindset, find it on Amazon. You can get that paperback for as cheap as uh, 11 bucks here, it looks like, or on Kindle for a little bit more. Uh, cool. Awesome. Those are great, Ryan. You, you're. Uh, let's give him another round of applause because... You get the principle of good Thank stuff. You. Thank you. Now, I being, uh, Ryan's the spiritual deep one. I'm the superficial one. So I'm just going to give you a movie recommendation, not even a new one. But this is a movie that skipped by a lot of people, I think, because uh, James Franco made a movie called The Disaster Artist, which is based off of a book. And it's based on a true story about uh, an earnest guy who made what might be the worst movie of all time. And one of the reasons it skipped by was, unfortunately, James Franco got caught up in the Me Too thing. And I think this movie kind of got buried. So no commentary here on whatever James Franco did or didn't do. But I can tell you it's a great movie. Let's listen to a little bit of the trailer. Los Angeles, everybody wants to be star. You have to be the best and never give up. When I get up on stage in front of people, all I can think about is, what if they laugh at me? But you, man, you're fearless. I want to feel that too. I don't care. I'll do it. You and me, we both have this dream. Yeah, I guess we do. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be famous. We'll show them. Watch out, here we go. To be or not to be. It's not gonna happen for you. Not in a million years. But after that? town, Greg. They don't want me. Wish we could just make our own movie. That great idea. And so they do. And so the, the, the weird accent guy you heard was the voice of James Franco playing this guy named Tommy Wiseau, who really talks like that, by the way. Tommy Wiseau is this just very peculiar character who to this day is very circumspect about where he grew up. He claims he grew up in New Orleans. That's obviously not a New Orleans accent. <laughs> uh, one of the other voices you heard in there was... James Franco's brother, Dave Franco, who plays the young actor who befriends Wiseau with some skepticism, but eventually they do make this movie together. And uh, finally, the voice that you heard saying you're never going to make it never was Judd Apatow playing himself in a, in a cameo, which was kind of funny. But so you got to see this movie. The, the movie that Tommy Wiseau made was called The Room and gained some cult status after people realized how, how bad it was. I mean, it's laughingly bad. But then there's also an element of there's something endearing about the movie because he, this guy wanted to do it so badly. It was his life dream. He, he strangely has an unlimited supply of money, which nobody knows where the money came from either. <laughs> so it's just I like these movies that are kind of like a curious little story about a story that we never would have heard of otherwise. Um, 
so yeah, it's streaming everywhere now. By now, the Disaster Artist. Check it out. Will you watch it, Ryan? I Let me know what you think. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, it's funny. I never heard about that, and it was yeah. also funny because I was going to say, is that guy related to James Franco? Because he looks a lot like him. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. him at first. <laughs> I thought it was one of those things, kind of like um, that new show on Netflix where I forget what guy it is, but he's playing himself or whatever. It's is it? Oh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul yeah, Rudd. He yeah. plays yep. he plays yep. himself. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. It could have been. They do obviously the brothers. They look alike. But Dave yeah. Franco is actually a great actor. I'm surprised he, he's not even bigger than he is. But uh, it's cool. Did you watch uh, any of the Academy Awards? I didn't actually, no. but I did hear that speech that um, uh, the guy that played the Joker got him. Joaquin terrible. Phoenix. Yes, I Joaquin almost brought Phoenix. it up earlier. Yes, yeah. I saw his speech and I loved it um, yeah. because I really feel like there's a big collective change happening right now in the consciousness of just humanity, where people are becoming a little more mindful and conscious about what they do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I actually did recently was start an event called Mindful Mondays, which the first one was this past Monday. I'm doing it at my friend's CBD store called Hemp on Route 18 in Abington. Mm-hmm. And basically, what I'm doing is just bringing awareness. You know, a lot of people people they feel really they're in analysis paralysis they don't really know where to start there's so much information these days everyone's in information overload so i'm just bringing people through some easy breath work some stretching some activation of the diaphragm uh and then also some meditation at the end you know and just so say it again you, the, the, it's at uh, this joint in abington which is yeah, called hemped, uh, H-E- okay. yeah, h-e-m-p-e-d yeah and you charge for this or can uh it's donation basis yeah okay. and it's um so my my really good friends Allie and ralph greenberg um their father and daughter they they run the business they're awesome they also do a great nonprofit called keys for hope where they basically take old keys and melt them down and donate the money to you know food pantries and so they nice. they're awesome people and uh they're allowing me to do the events out of there and we have a lot of cool plans coming up so check that i out love well. it i love it another that's another good thing right there that yeah. ryan threw in so, <laughs> so so check that out and yeah i liked joaquin's speech as well uh i I loved his performance in The Joker. I thought, I, I can't, just blown away. And that, that movie was just fantastic, fantastic take. I thought 1917 should have won Best Picture. Did you happen to catch that one yet? I did War movie. No. Go see that, man. Just unbelievable bit of filmmaking. I haven't seen the Parasite movie. I guess I have to now. I've heard that a lot about that one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But go Joaquin. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, like he, he is using his... There, there is a, an element of our society that says, "Why should I listen?" Like, I'm going to take political advice from Brad Pitt. Like, I'm going to listen to you know lessons in life from Laura Dern. Like, they're just actors. It's like if you were an actor and you were that famous, would you just use it to make movies and make all kinds of money and be famous? Or maybe while you're there, you could do something good for society. Now, the thing that that person says, you may disagree with. You know, some people may not may say, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, take your animal rights stuff and shove it. I don't care. Fine. That's fine. But you, I, I can't blame him. And he did seem to be speaking from the heart. He's as weird as the day is long. But hey, I, weird is good as far as I'm concerned. Well, at least it starts the conversation, too. You know, I mean, a yeah. lot of these things, you know, they just need that catalyst, you know, right. and really people aren't even aware they happen. Right. You know? Right. Well, my friend, I congratulate you on Highly Optimized. People listen to it. It's it's a good take. I've only started listening, but, but you know, you only got two two episodes to catch up at this point, and there will be more. You're going to do that weekly? or uh, It's bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Yep. Okay, every yep. other week. All right. Very cool. And uh, thanks for being here. I hope you had fun. Did I you have fun blast. on the Boston Podcast? Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> you're welcome back anytime as a podcast brother. Thank you, ever, yeah. thank you, everyone, for listening. You've come a long way since the pub fries and the mellow yellow. No, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain, Mountain Dew, Dew. yes. <laughs> and hot fries. <laughs> hot fries, okay. Uh, either. I mean, I guess same kind of category. And so can but, every one of you. <laughs> you can, too. Escape the Mountain Dew. Wow, somebody write that down. It rhymes. You can, too. Escape the Mountain Dew. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. Pod617.com is where you go to find out more about what we
we do here in our Westwood studios, you, my friend, could be the next big podcast star. Also, shout out to our friends at Adori. That's A-D-O-R-I. Do yourself a favor. Go to the App Store. Download the Adori podcast player. You can play all your regular podcasts, but your podcast will come alive with images and links and all kinds of cool stuff. So thanks to our buddies at Adori. And on behalf of Ryan Sprague, I am more highly optimized today than I was prior. So thank you, Ryan. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, that's my breathing. You must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy.